Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. How you doing? Welcome to this installment of the Pittsburgh Steelers on 24-7 Sports Podcast, The Steel Conversation. My name is Brian Giardo. Uh, joining us shortly is going to be Chris Bradford of the Beaver County Times. He's a Pittsburgh Steelers reporter, and he'll be able to join us to help break down the 4-2 and two Steelers uh, matchup this Sunday against the one-loss Bengal Patriots 425 at Heinz Field. You can watch that game on CBS. It's the Steelers are battered entering this game. No Ben Roethlisberger. They've had about seven guys uh, inactive for both Wednesday and Thursday's practices. But some good news, Ryan Shazier, limited participant during Wednesday's practice. He was a full participant on Thursday and uh, should be good to go as he expects to play this Sunday against the New England Patriots. And for the Steelers on defense, really, most of their guys are healthy and should be good to go. Uh, with the exception of Cameron Hayward, he obviously still dealing with a hamstring injury, probably will be back after the bye week. When you look at the offense, though, it's, it's a different story. They're a, a much different team, obviously. Ben Roethlisberger out with his torn meniscus. Um, also, uh, an injury that not a lot of people are talking about, D'Angelo Williams' knee. He has missed the Steelers' Wednesday and Thursday practices. Also, Marcus Wheaton still hampered by the, the shoulder has to practice. Coates, uh, Probably will play, but you know he's still uh, you know dealing with that fractured finger, which obviously impacted him last week against the Dolphins. Did not have a single catch a week after having six grabs for 139 yards and two scores against the Jets. So for the Steelers in general, it seems like the offense definitely is going to take a bigger blow in terms of injuries. You're going to have to hope that Kobe Hamilton, who caught a touchdown pass, his first career touchdown pass last week, can continue to step up. You have to hope that. Darius Hayward Bay, who scored on that beautiful touchdown run last week on an end around, he'll also be able to step up. And uh, again, you're going to need Antonio Brown to continue to do what he does. Uh, was pretty much shut down by the Dolphins last week, but once again, as Ben Roethlisberger said after the game, uh, there was just a mirage of defenders, you know, covering Antonio Brown, being double and triple teamed. So that can't happen if the Steelers want to be successful against the New England Patriots on Sunday. Other receivers will have to step up: Jesse James, Xavier Grimble. Maybe even Steven Johnson, the Steelers' tight ends, have to do a good job getting open and also doing a good job of pass protection as the Steelers' offensive line really struggled against the Miami Dolphins last week. And also, you've got Le'Veon Bell. He had just 10 carries last week. He'll have to do a much better job as well. So once again, we'll have Chris Bradford joining us as the Steelers get ready for Sunday's game against the New England Patriots. As I mentioned, New England comes in with just one loss. Tom Brady's played in the Patriots' last two games as, as they completely dismantled the Browns and Bengals. No, those aren't two of the best teams in the NFL, but, but regardless, Tom Brady played well. Six touchdowns in those two games combined against no interceptions. Completed about 76% of his passes in those games and really found a, a, a quick cord with Martellus Bennett, his new tight end, threw three touchdown passes to him against the Browns, and he was the Patriots' second-leading receiver against the Bengals. Their top receiver against Cincinnati was Rob Gronkowski, who continues to be just a machine 
as he delves into, I believe this is his seventh NFL season, just continues to be a monster when he's healthy. So that's pretty much what you've got with New England. They have a strong offense. They've got a former Steeler, Garrett Blunt, uh, kind of headlining their running attack. Uh, good offensive line is always a little young, especially on the inside of the overall strong offensive line. And they've got a, a very good defense that's uh, allowed just 15.2 per games, points per game just thus far. So, in general, for the Steelers, they're, they're really going to have their work cut out for them against a very talented uh, New England Patriot offense. And, uh, again, I think the storyline for the Steelers is going to be how good uh, is Landry Jones going to be able to play. This is going to be his third career start. He's one of one in, in to his first two starts both uh, last year. Now, he only has played uh, one full game. Uh, for the Steelers in his NFL career. That was against Kansas City this exact time a year ago, and uh, the Steelers lost the game. But Landry did some good things. He has a very quick release. And I believe, believe we do have Chris Bradford here on the line, so we're going to get him in now. Hello, Chris. How are you doing today, sir? Good, and you? I'm pretty good, and uh, we have Chris Bradford again joining us, Steelers Insider. You can catch all his work on the Beaver County Times. Chris, I was before you just jumped on here, and thank you for giving us some time today. I know you're busy. Uh, just kind of breaking down the game for the Steelers, just kind of rehash with our listeners, you know, some things offensively and defensively, some of the injuries the Steelers are dealing with. But, you know, overall, I, I, I was kind of talking to, to, the, to our listeners about Landry Jones and, you know, how he'll pretty much just be the main factor in this game if you just look at the Steelers. Now, the Steelers' locker room, uh, they've exuded confidence in Landry. I know uh, Marquise County came out and said that Landry gave them a nice speech about not, you know, don't panic. So on the outside, they're saying the right things. But, but Chris, I know you have a good beat on the team. On the inside, is there really that much confidence in Landry and what the Steelers think he can do on Sunday? I think so. For you know, for public consumption, the Steelers aren't going to say you know that we don't trust Landry Jones. I think there there is a level of comfort with him in there. Uh, he's been in, obviously, in the system now for a few years. He does know the playbook. Uh, he does have a, a fairly decent arm. You know, uh, it's really not the physical traits, I think, that's been lacking in in, uh, in Landry Jones' game. It's kind of been more on the mental side. Uh, he doesn't exude a lot of confidence when you look at his uh, body language, although he has gotten a lot better at it uh, over the years. You know, you kind of uh, look at, like, Eli Manning, a lot is made about his, uh, his body language sometimes when things don't go his way. Well, I think Landry Jones is a lot in that uh, similar fashion where, you know, he doesn't exactly exude confidence. But I think among his teammates, they do realize that he's really their best chance at this point. Zach Mettenberger has only been there for a few weeks. Uh, Landry has had, you know, a modicum of success when he's gone in, uh, filling in for Ben Roethlisberger before, you know, most famously in that game against Arizona. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't think the Steelers are going to allow anybody to say that, that, that they don't have confidence in him. I, I know, obviously, outside of the organization that uh, that might not be the case. But uh, I think at least uh, externally that's what the, the message has been from the team. Right. It's Chris Bradford again joining us. You can find his work on Beaver County Times. Uh, you know, I think the one big reason why they – obviously beyond the fact that he's under contract and been with the team longer, the reason why they kept Landry over Michael Vick was because Landry had a better rapport, I think, with Antonio Brown. And that one full game against the Chiefs, him and A.B. hooked up six times for 124 yards, and then two weeks later against Oakland, they team up with a 57-yard completion, which set up the field goal. And I know uh, ABB Patrick Peterson on a nice pass from Landry in the Cardinal game. So they have, in general, pretty good rapport. I, I heard an earlier report from another Steelers reporter saying they don't have good rapport, but just based on the facts, it seems like they do. Now, talking about those two on Sunday, do you think, Chris, it's important right away 
Fort Landry to go to AB to let New England know, hey, we're going to we're going to go at you with AB, or do you think it's more important to the other receivers involved and or Le'Veon Bell getting get him involved early as opposed to you know trying to get AB hot? Which route do you think the Steelers might go first with Landry Jones early against New England? Well, I think you're more likely to see them, you know, hand the ball off to Le'Veon Bell maybe 25, 35 times uh, more than Antonio Brown. I don't want to say that they don't have a, a good report, a bad report with Landry Jones and uh, Antonio Brown. I think with Antonio, he's obviously a, a top-flight receiver, and you know, he. I think with Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback, he's kind of expected, you know, to get a certain amount of balls and the ball to be in the right place at the right time every time. And when Landry Jones is in, obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, you saw him kind of uh, demonstratively uh, show his displeasure last season when he, he saw a ball that was uh, thrown behind him. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown, I think, is maturing a little bit, but he still does have that kind of diva wide receiver streak in him. So I think uh, you're more likely to see the Steelers hand the ball off to Le'Veon Bell. I think he's probably their, their best, if not only, chance to beat New England this week. Uh, but obviously Antonio Brown is still a great receiver, and you have to get the ball in his hands. He did have that game against Kansas City where he had over 100 yards. You know, I just don't expect him to to run the same type of uh, routes or have the same type of numbers that uh, you would see otherwise with Roethlisberger in there. Now, D'Angelo Williams hasn't practiced yet this week. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing today. I know the Steelers are practicing. You know, this this broadcast is right now being recorded on Friday afternoon. Chris, do you do you think D'Angelo Williams is going to play? And if not, will they bring up Carlos Williams? Will they stick with Fitzgerald Toussaint? Like, what, what's the story with the running game? Yeah, I think D'Angelo Williams will play. I think you know, ever since uh, Le'Veon Bell's come off suspension, they've they've kind of uh, eased off of him a little bit in practice. He does have a, a, mm-hmm. apparently a knee injury this week, so he hasn't been uh, uh, available to them. Uh, you know, during the week, during practice. But I think some of that's just kind of giving him a break just, you know, because of his age. Uh, and they don't want to, uh, you know, overuse him at this point. But uh, I think, you know, the situation has changed this week with, with Roethlisberger not in there where they, they'd like to have D'Angelo Williams available because I think they need all playmakers uh, on hand. And I think D'Angelo Williams has certainly shown that even at, at his uh, relatively advanced age that he can still make plays. You saw that uh, in the, the three games that uh, – Bell was out while he was suspended earlier this season. One last question here on the Steelers' offense before we switch over to the defense here with Chris Bradford, Beaver County Times. How important is it to get the other Steelers receivers involved? I mean, Benny, the team, that Timmy Coates didn't have a catch. I know he's still got the fractured finger. Uh, Marcus Wheaton might be out. So, you know, Eli Rogers may have to do more. Kobe Hamilton. How important do you think it is just for those guys to get involved and maybe some of the Steelers' tight ends, just James Dager Grimble? Yeah, I think the tight ends in particular are going to be uh, big for uh, Landry Jones, especially some of the short and intermediate routes. You know, uh, Sammy Coates has been uh, hampered by that, that finger injury. He spoke with him yesterday, and he was very coy about uh, his availability. And you saw last week, even when he was available, they didn't go to him too often. I believe it's four targets, zero receptions. So I'm not even sure how much of a factor he would be and then throw on top of him, not having Marcus Wheaton. So there's another problem. And then you have, uh, you know, the Darius Hayward Bays and Eli Rogers, and I think it would be uh, incumbent upon uh, Landry Jones to get the ball, you know, to his slot receivers and his tight ends. Don't don't uh, go crazy, you know, trying to go deep, uh, trying to make plays that maybe he's not capable of. And those are some pretty good safety outlets if you can get the ball, you know, to Eli Rogers or even Jesse James or Grimble, you know, and try to work the middle of the field a little bit, and that might be uh, his best pass. I hate to say it, but Martavis Bryant would be pretty good in this game. You have to. It's, yeah, hard, he, it's, it's, it's hard to watch this team and not think about that. 
Well, it's, you know, and on top of that, Ladarius Green. You think if they had, you know, Martavis yeah. Bryant yeah. and, and Ladarius Green out there, oh. you know, just how good that the offense would be. I, I, I really think they'd be capable of, you know, putting up some record-type numbers. I still think they're capable of being, you know, among the top two or three, maybe five offenses in the league. But I think when you put those guys in there, you're looking at, you know, the second coming of the greatest show on turf. Yeah, I know we have to talk about the defense, but I think you'd agree it's depressing. I mean, you look at the Killer Bees and going into the 14th season, how hyped up they all were going into the 15th season, too. I think, you know, Bryant Bell uh, and Ben and Brown have been together maybe 11 or 12 games. If that, it's just, it's just kind of sad that, that, that we may have to wait another – we're probably going to have to wait another year to see them all together. Uh, it, it just is. But as you said, I think they should still be a, a very formidable offensive group, even with the guys out. But, but quickly here on the defensive end, I'm here with Chris Bradford, Beaver County Times. I saw a report earlier today from DK Sports, Mark Caboy, that the Steelers might switch Vince Williams over to outside linebacker if they're not getting an early rush on Brady. Uh, how realistic do you think that is? And, and do you think the Steelers might try to mix some things up on defense to, to maybe get more pressure on Brady? Yeah, they did have Vince uh, outside. I think for I think it may have only been one play against Miami. I think it was just just to give uh, the offenses just a, another look, just to, to give them something to, to think about. Uh, they're going to have to do something. I, I'm not sure that blitzing is necessarily the answer when you got uh, Tom Brady back there. He's got mm. you know one of the, the quickest releases and one of the most accurate throwers in NFL history. So the Steelers are really in a tough spot here, uh, especially without Cam Hayward. I think you, you saw that particularly in the Dolphins game where they were running his way or where he would have been. Uh, you take him out of the equation, it just seems to – that Steelers defense, which had been, you know, bend but don't – the floodgates open pretty quickly, and I, I yeah. don't see how last that's going to change this week against <laughs> New England. Right. Yeah, it broke last week, but you're right. You know, uh, now, how much do you think Shazier's going to make an impact? I mean, obviously, I think when fewer fans see that he might play, they, they go – with Martellus Bennett and with Gronk, I mean, that's such a formidable group. Uh, you know, how important do you think him coming back is going to be and maybe, you know, solidifying the middle for the Steelers' defense against those tight ends? Yeah, obviously, uh, Shazier being back would be huge. I don't know how effective he would be after, after a layoff of kind of come used, become used to him having these layoffs. Uh, him against Gronkowski would be the kind of the obvious matchup. Uh, Sean Davis, you know, he was drafted in the second round. And I think the Steelers made that pick in mind of him being that cover safety who can cover these, you know, tall, athletic, uh, pass-catching tight ends like a Gronkowski or a Martellus Bennett. Uh, you know, when you have two tight ends that are capable of, of doing some of the same things, it makes it just a really, really tough matchup for the Steelers. And, uh, you know, the health of guys like Shazier and Davis, who both now have had some injuries here in recent weeks, is going to make this, you know, really a daunting, daunting challenge yeah, I, I agree too. But but in general, I, I guess the one positive, you just look at their starters. That you know, not the offense, but the defense. Most of the guys are back. Cameron's a, a huge, a huge loss. And kind of calling out Javon Hargrave a little bit. I know he had that preseason injury against the Saints, but he was my Steeler rookie. You know, kind of preseason MVP, and he hasn't really done a lot. I thought he would do a lot after having all those sacks in college, albeit it wasn't big time Division One. And I know I read a, a quote on Steelers.com today that uh, Stephon Tuitt is kind of you know putting more on himself to kind of be the leader of that D-line. And also I know that, that Tomlin, didn't, he gave less than glowing praises of Artie Burns, uh, his performances so far. I think he's been coming along, but, yeah, has to get better at tackling. So, you know, Chris, I know your time's valuable, sir, so we'll try to get you out of here with this one last question. Um, now, my, my quick analysis of the, you know, the game on Sunday, I think, you know, for the Steelers, get Landry in a groove early, 
Uh, don't forget about uh, uh, you know Le'Veon Bell. I thought against the Chiefs last year in his first start, Le'Veon didn't even get 20 carries. I thought they put too much on Landry. They have to not do that on Sunday. And on the defensive end, I think that they just have to take one thing away from New England, whether it's the passing game, which I think will be much harder, or the running game with LeGarrette Blunt. But either way, they just have to force New England to be one-dimensional. What's your keys to the, to the Steelers uh, game this Sunday and, and if they have any chance of winning this game? I think that first and foremost is they have to establish the run game with uh, Le'Veon Bell, and they have to stick with it. You saw in the, the two losses, uh, Miami and Philadelphia, that they, they got away from it uh, way too early, I think. Uh, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not going to be pretty in the first half, and you, you might have to ride that out uh, all the way through and, and hope that Le'Veon Bell can, uh, uh, you know, pick up some yards and pick up some steam as, as the game goes on and, and kind of try to grind out a victory that way. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I you know, going up against Tom Brady, that's, uh, you know, a lot of teams have tried and many, many have failed. Uh, you're going to have to try to disrupt his timing somehow. Uh, Mike Tomlin likes to talk about uh, uh, getting there with four, and it doesn't look like they're going to you know, probably uh, send five or six against Brady. Uh, they're just going to have to, you know, if they can get some sustained pressure, and I know that's been kind of their Achilles heel all season, they haven't done it and haven't done it consistently enough. Is you know just just get him maybe outside of the pocket a little bit, get him a little bit out of his comfort zone. You know, take away some of his receivers if they can do that. Uh, you know, I, I think that's really their only hope this week. Right, I like it, and you know, I, no, no one knows if they're going to win or not. But the one thing I know, I know, the, you know, the Steeler Nation, the fan base is a little down right now. But as soon as you think you know something in the NFL, you don't. I mean, who thought that Buffalo was going to shut out New England, albeit without Brady? So you never know, and. Uh, Hopefully, Chris, they do those things. They'll be successful. But, but once again, Chris, thank you for your, uh, you know, joining us on the podcast. Again, you can find Chris Bradford's work on Beaver County Times. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow, at BCT Bradford. Once again, thank you, Chris, for your time. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. Thank you. Anytime. Appreciate it. Thank you again, Chris. And for all of you guys, keep it locked on Steelers on 24-7 Sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.